Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Up in the Clouds. Um, today's episode we are going to get a little weird, a little spooky, whatever you want to call it. Let's get started. Um, <laughs> I just had something really weird happen. So today I want to talk to you about my personal experiences with death, loss, um, grief kind of um and how i believe that all those experiences sort of led me to where i am at this place with my guardian angels um and get into like angel numbers and spirit you know my how my i believe like a lot of my angels are like my spirit guides and stuff so yeah let's get started first i want to tell you guys a story that i um I really wanted to tell somebody and I just haven't been able to tell anybody. So I'm really excited. I had to pause because someone had their music very, very loud outside and something with this new, oh my God, hold on. Okay. And then something with this new mic is it picks up every sound. Like I recorded an episode and I was, I had the dishwasher on and it like, like picked up all those sounds. So I had to re-record on this whole episode. So yeah, okay, let's get to the story. So I um, have been having a lot of weird like instances, um, things I've been manifesting have been coming into fruition like quicker and quicker. Like, um, like I, <clears throat> like little examples, I manifested getting my hair done without having to pay for it. Um, I manifested getting my nails done without having to pay for it. I manifested a new jacket a new couch, all without having to pay for it. Like it just came to me. And um, the other day it snowed pretty bad here and I had to go to work and I went outside like a little bit earlier. <clears throat> so I have to walk to my car. I live um, downtown. So they have like parking structures or not structures, wait, it's not that nice. <laughs> um, parking like lots for people who live downtown. So I have to like park and walk to get to my car and um i you know went earlier like down to my car normally than i normally do because i knew it was snowed but i didn't realize like how much it snowed it actually had snowed way more than i originally thought and i was like oh my god like i am never gonna like my car is like they plow the parking lots like super super horribly like they do not do a good job plowing them at all so i was like oh my god like i'm never gonna get out you know whatever and i was like i'm gonna have to walk to work like this is why i should keep a shovel like in my car and i was just like going through all these in my head and this man appears out of no like i was thinking in my head too of like oh it's winter break like literally nobody i know is here and the people i do know are here live in apartments like there's no way they have a shovel and i was just like oh my god like i'm, I'm i don't know what to do and i this literally this man appears out of nowhere like i don't even know where he came from he just all of a sudden was like hey do you need me to help shovel you out and i was like like it was weird like you know when like something happens and you're just like, oh, that's just a coincidence. Like, no, it was so weird, you guys. It was so weird. So just like little things like that. When I was at the grocery store, I'm gonna buy all like my cat Oliver his food at the grocery store. I was gonna wait and go to this pet store that I lived down above, and he, or I live next to it. I don't actually know. It's like here and then I, yeah. So I live next to it. It's like pet store, 
and I was gonna go there to get his food. And all of a sudden I was just like, I was just looking though to see what brands they had, um, to see if they even had the cat brand that I was like looking for. And I was like looking at this one and this lady goes, oh, are you gonna buy that brand of cat food? And I was like, I, w I didn't even answer. She goes, cause here's a coupon for it. And I was like, well, I wasn't going to, but I am now. <laughs> it was like a $3 off coupon. It was actually like really cool. So, and something with manifesting money is like learning how to like change your phrasing and how you talk about money, like not saying I'm broke, not using the word expensive. Those are just like little things that I've been like trying to do to like change my, to like manifest in more money. I'm trying not to like keep that vibration of, you know, where I'm at with money, right? So to change it, you have to be it. And so I was trying to change it, trying to change my verbiage, like how I use money. So I went to the grocery store and I was like, I am not going to look at the price of anything. I'm just going to put it in my cart and I'm just going to buy everything that I need for myself because I was eating like one meal a day. I wasn't using any spare money that I had to get myself food and or I was like borrowing money from people for food. So I like wasn't buying a lot of food and I just like really had like no food. And I was like, this has got to change. I got to eat healthier. I was slipping back into like old habits that I didn't like and messing with me mentally. And I was like, okay, we need to get out of this habit. Like we need to change it up, you know, whatever. And I was like not looking at price. I was just putting things in my cart and just getting whatever I had on my list and things that I needed. And I get to the, the checkout and I'm just like not even watching her. Like I'm not even watching the number just to not even give myself anxiety. I'm literally sitting there saying affirmations in my head. I'm like, money comes back to me multiplied. Money comes back to me multiplied. Money comes easily. Money comes easily. Money is replaceable. I'm doing something good for myself, blah, blah, blah. And then I hand her the coupon for the cat food. And she rings it. My total was literally one, one, one. She goes, okay, your total is $111. I was actually grateful in that moment to be wearing a mask because my jaw was dropped. I was like, what? I think I like hesitated for a moment. I was like, <laughs> and then I was like laughing at myself. I was like, oh my God. So it just kind of was that like instant like gratification from the from my angels that I was doing the right thing for myself. I, you know, wasn't going overboard with anything. Everything I bought that I need, I needed to nutri, like I'm trying to like nut like get a better, healthier diet and not just eat one meal a day, like what I was doing and, you know, actually like eat healthier things. And um, yeah, it was really, really um, crazy. So yeah, which I'll kind of, when we get to that segment, I'll explain more about my angel numbers but 111 was the first one that i ever started seeing so i just thought that was really cool really fun story i wanted to share with you guys um for all you you know people out there <laughs> um okay so this is going to be a two-part series so part one i'm going to explain all the um losses of like the deaths in my life that i've experienced and um, sort of how it's like like a intro into like things I've experienced with like ghosts and spirits and stuff. And then part two is going to be um, an entire segment for Abby, um, just kind of like her story or like kind of like our friendship story, her story, um, things that have happened like since she has passed with us and sort of my current 
connection and relationship that I uh, have been very blessed to have with her and kind of like go, it's going to get deeper into that. So I'm going to make it into a two part series because otherwise I, this is going to be like a three hour episode and I don't want to do that to you guys. <laughs> so um, let's start with segment one of part one. So to understand why I have such connection with my guardian angels and why I feel I have the thing I you know, the weird like connection I do is because I experienced death at a very young age. Um, uh, the first funeral that I remember going to, I was about four, was my cousin Bradley. He died tragically in a car accident. I remember his funeral very specifically, which is kind of crazy because me personally, I don't remember a lot of things from my childhood. I don't even remember like family vacations, like things like that. So I feel like to vividly remember something like that is pretty, you know, pretty crazy. So I remember it because they had an open, I think this is why I, I remember it because they had an open casket and whether I consciously, re like I don't, like obviously I was four, so I didn't even consciously realizing consciously realized that I was looking at a dead body but you know I that was <laughs> it was looking at a dead body and I remember I looked at my mom and I was so confused because obviously he looked so perfect and you know because they do all the makeup and stuff and I was like mom why is Bradley sleeping like we're all like why like why are we all here and Bradley's just sleeping and she just was like oh Gordy and just like started crying um, but I specifically remember that I don't remember anything before I don't remember anything after like I just remember that like so vividly in my mind and I always have like always I used to like talk to him all the time when I was like little and stuff and then the second death that I experienced was another you know this one here let me give a little backstory so um, I grew up Lutheran and we are taught at a very, very young age, you know, about heaven and hell and, you know, there's always something after this. And I just really firmly have always believed that my whole life. And I've never really questioned it at all that there was anything, you know, I've always believed that there was something after this. You know, I may have went through a period of time where I questioned if heaven was real, hell was real, but I always knew that there was something. Like, I knew there was some sort of like afterlife. I really have always firmly believed that. Um, I've never really questioned it. Like, I've never believed that life was the end, okay? And I just feel like that's because I was taught really young that it wasn't, you know? And when you're raised your whole life to believe something, you know, it's hard to change that. I mean, it, you know, maybe not for some people, but I don't know. I just feel like I've always believed it. I've always firmly, solidly believed that life was not the end. And the second death that we, that I experienced was one of my friends, like he was in my brother's grade and our school was very small. So it was like kindergarten had their own room and then first and second grade, um, third and fourth, fifth and sixth, seventh and eighth, like we're all in a room. So every other year, my brother and I would be in a classroom together and he didn't have a lot of kids like in his grade. And um, like at one point he was like the only kid in his grade for like a solid like amount of time. And I think we were, I think he was in first and I was in second or maybe I was in first, he was in kinder, 
No, I think I was. I was in second and he was in first. But it was somebody, um, one of his friends died pretty tragically with his grandparents. And it was another open casket. And I feel like that's like why I remember it um, so vividly. And I remember like looking at him and stuff. So that was pretty crazy. But I remember like the pastor being like, like don't cry. Like you'll see him again. Blah, blah, blah. Like he's in heaven now. He's in a good place. Like pretty just crazy just open caskets I get what they're trying to do but I just feel like personally they're very creepy to me and just weird and uncomfortable and I, I feel like it had left its mark on me you know pretty young and then the next significant death in my life I was in high school so I remember everything I remember feeling the feelings I remember the whole situation it was my uncle Rob he was diagnosed with um he was really sick and then when they figured out what was wrong with him um he was diagnosed with stage four cancer and he had like they told him originally it was like three months to live and then the next day we got a call he had gotten really really sick and they were like okay he has two weeks to live and my dad's like okay we're gonna go like let's go see him this weekend and we were planning like when we were gonna go see him and then Another call the next day, they said that he was gone. So the weekend we were planning on going to visit him ended up being we were going for the funeral. It was a lot in a short amount of time. It was just really crazy how quickly um, everything, had the whole situation had changed. It was like boom, 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 you know? And obviously I talked about in episode four, kind of like my dad is just not very an emotional person. So seeing him cry for the first time was crazy. Um, it was the, you know, and my dad's side has like, like my grandparents had like gravestones already picked out. Some of my aunts and uncles already had like spots in this like grave site picked out. And so when Bradley passed away unexpectedly, they put Bradley in my uncle Rob's like grave site. So then when we were like having the, cause that was his son. So then when we were having the funeral for him, it kind of like brought a lot of that up because then like, you know, people were like being reminded of Bradley and it was just, it was so sad. And my aunt was just a complete wreck and she's just like an angel. So it was just really, really awful. And you know, every year around Christmas, like my uncle, would make these like this like peanut brittle and he would like ship it out to us like around the holidays and stuff so i get kind of sad around the holidays and whenever i see like peanut brittle i always think of him um and johnny cash always makes me think of him too because i remember one time being younger him playing like an old like circle like what is, i don't even know like a record yeah a record player like a big like record player of johnny cash like on like repeat <laughs> so that's something i like vividly remember about him and then um, the next death after that was pretty traumatic. It was my friend Craig. So in high school, um, I was very good friends with like my brother and his friends. And he was like somebody who was friends with me and my brother. He used to come over all the time and have like sleepovers like with all, like a bunch of our other friends. And we used to go to this like haunted road, which was like 20 minutes away from Oconomowoc and it was called Paradise Road. We used to go there all the time and just like have like really cool weird experiences there. And um, that was just kind of like our thing. And 
after high school, we like, you know, just lost touch, hadn't talked in a while, hadn't seen him for a while. And I got the call that he um, had passed away in his sleep from an asthma attack. And I just had, I was driving, I had to pull over. Um, I just was sobbing. I just couldn't, it was like the first like younger death that I like, you know, was old enough to realize like the kid that passed away in my brother's grade when we were younger, I was so young. And the only thing I vividly even remember was like seeing his body, you know, like I don't really remember like memories with him. And like, I don't even know if my brother remembers like memories, you know, but yeah, this was one that was just like really crazy and, um, out of nowhere as well. And it was just really hard and, um, yeah, it was crazy. And then not even a year later, um, this other kid that, used to hang out with me and my brother and he was like on our bus route so obviously like we would hang out on the bus and stuff um passed away from an overdose and it wasn't like i said not even a year later there had been a few kids before him and then a few after like all around the same age that passed away and it was just sort of like really eerie from the town i went like i went to high school in and it was just like kind of like that weird like are we like I don't know at least I was like oh my god Oconomowoc is cursed like that's kind of like how it was there's just so many deaths in such a short amount of time and like they had all died differently like it wasn't just like one way like there were a few over there was a few overdoses like one there was a like, suicide one um he you know uh, Craig was an asthma attack and there was this other kid who died of like a heart attack he was like running a marathon and it was just really like weird and crazy um so yeah, Dale was the last one. And then after that, um, I dated this guy. He was the reason I even came to Whitewater in the first place. Like for like, we dated like solidly for a year and then we were like rocky for like two, like on and off for like two after that. And he, um, maybe it was like less than that, maybe like a year and a half, like rocky. I don't really remember. But we were not on, we were off. And his sister passed away unexpectedly. And she was like significantly older than him. So she had like, so she had children and stuff. And that was a really, really traumatic funeral. Cause I remember her kids just crying and screaming for her. And it was just really like, she was just such an amazing person. She was always like a really like an angel, sort of a light, like the comedian, you know, like when we had, like when I went to family events with him and I just remember like, she was just so funny. And yeah, so that was a pretty, the death was pretty um, impactful. I would say like one of definitely like, I mean, no funeral is ever good, but I, like when comparing, like it was top at the time, like, um, like I thought my uncle Rob's funeral was bad. Like this one was like even harder and it was just like so, so painful and so sad. And then we get to Miss Abigail May Connor, um, my best friend. She was also my roommate at the time. She had gone to Mexico for winter break with her family and she had been murdered there. And, you know, like I said, she's gonna be part two. I'm gonna go way more in depth than part two about what I know. I don't really know a lot still. There's still so much that's, you know, hasn't been made public and there's still so much that we don't know. So many weird, yeah, which I'll talk about more because she deserves 
yeah so she um so that was very that was probably the most traumatic one that i had experienced it was the closest to me um i had to like you know see her bedroom and i lived with another girl at the time and it was just very hard for the both of us we didn't really do a lot after you know we were very closed off to a lot of people and um in the beginning, there were a lot of rumors about what happened. You know, the full truth hadn't been out. Um, you know, a lot of hearsay. And when it did kind of come out, it was like around the summer. So Abby passed away in January. And then around the summer, um, her, like, it kind of came out. What was, like, there was foul play that it wasn't like her accidentally drowning. You know, kind of more light on the situation. And then her parents had been um, on Good Morning America in the morning and I got, you know, the link and I was watching it and I was crying and then I was just laying there and I was just really sad and my brother texted me saying that my abusive ex-boyfriend um, had passed away. And I just remember what a weird parallel that was and I just remember that experience of like, Here's one person, Abby, that I would literally do anything, anything for her to be back on this earth. And then I get this message about someone who ruined my life, who had tortured me, had, you know, traumatized me, had ruined so much for me, was no longer on this earth anymore. And it was such a weird, like, clash of parallels that I just to this day will never fully understand like why that had to be in the same day um and yeah so that was really weird i don't want to be like i don't mean it as bad as it probably will sound but it was just like sort of a relief to like you know that he can't hurt me anymore that he's not on this planet to hurt me anymore and it was like you know, hopefully he find like I was like, oh, okay, I hope he finds peace. Like he was a very, very troubled person. He had a lot of like personal like demons in his mind. And I just like, was like, I really hope he finds the peace that he never had here. And um, so let's kind of shift. So um, I went to a medium a few months after Abby had passed away because I was seeing the number 111 or 1111 like all the time, like to a point where I noticed it. So obviously I work at a pharmacy, so I work with numbers. So when, you know, you see a number all the time, that's just like you happen to jump on the computer or you happen to grab a prescription to fill it. And it's, you know, it's just like, it's very easy to notice or, you look at your phone and it's 11:11, or you're like playing music and you grab your phone and there's like 11 minutes left or you know just like weird instances where I was seeing this number all the time and one of my part-time pharmacists at the time had told me that his wife was a medium you know he told me that after Abby passed away and if I ever wanted to talk to her whenever I felt ready to come to her and I remember I asked him I was like what is this? Can you ask her what this means? Like I'm seeing this number all the time. Does it have something to do with Abby? Is it has something not with Abby, you know? And she was like, have her come talk to me. I, I need to talk to her. And I was like, ah. <laughs> like I had never done anything like that, obviously, like never experienced anything like that. Like I had no idea like what to expect kind of. And 
Um, so I went there and it was truly a crazy experience. I'll kind of talk about the Abby part more like what during her episode, like what I experienced like with, you know, her in a medium. And my ex actually, my abusive one was there. He came and talked to me, asked me for forgiveness. Um, his spirit was like crying and it was very unexpected. I was not expecting him to be there, let alone um, ask me for forgiveness. And it was sort of like a weird, like, I feel like that was like my closure, my moment where I was like, time to heal from this, you know? Like it was like, okay, I had accepted his apology I had given him forgiveness I'd granted that to him and yeah it was just really truly surreal um in part two I'll talk about Abby's experiences because it's pretty crazy but yeah I would highly recommend ever going to like finding a medium like finding someone you trust like use your gut instinct some people are only out there for money you know this lady that I go to um or I've been to a few times she doesn't ever charge so that's was my first like comfort like okay she's not charging me she's not what is she benefiting from this you know and so just finding somebody that you feel is not you know is a good you know you can tell like just trust your gut trust your intuition like tap into that you know and um yeah so it's a really cool experience but you have to be open to it you have to want it you have to because I definitely went with you know, somebody who really wasn't that open to it, really wasn't that sure about it. And I could feel the energy change in Abby. Like her energy was very different than when it was just me alone. And um, yeah, so I would just say be open to it. You know, don't go seeking it if you're not open to it. And, you know, the spirit can tell when you're open and when you're not open. So that would be my... Um, so that was my first angel number that I started seeing. And then it was 222, I would see all the time. And now I see them all the time. Like now I have new numbers like every other week. <laughs> no, I'm just so very saturated. I have a new number probably like every like three months or so. I don't even know actually. I just like all of a sudden I'm like, hey, I have been seeing, like I'm like, I'll see one. And then I like, I'm like, oh, I just happened to look at the clock at that time. And then I'll see it again and then I'll be like, Okay, that's just a weird coincidence. And then I'll like see it all the time. And they're like, no, no, we're trying to tell you something. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So when I went to a medium, she gave me this book, which has every combination of numbers you can think of. So not only is it repeated numbers, you can see numbers, like personal numbers. Like I see like the past month or so, I've been seeing 429, which is my birthday, April 29th. Um, I see 137 or 713 which is not a repeated number, obviously, but I see like different combinations, which is kind of cool. And then I see one, two, six or two, one, six, which like I said, different number combinations, but it's not always like that. Um, it's just like, it just happens, you know? And, um, yeah, so I'll see certain numbers all the time. Um, those numbers that I've been seeing lately are five, five, five. And, um, what was the other one? Oh, I see three, three, three a lot. Um, four, 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 which that is probably related to the two, 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 you know, cause they're like, you know, four plus four. Um, so yeah, so five, five, five and seven, seven, seven are the ones that I've been seeing lately. So I saved my real and raw reaction for you guys. So let's see what it says. So seven, 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 cause I haven't looked it up yet. Cause I've been waiting cause I've been wanting to do it for this 
um, for this episode. 777. You are definitely on the right path in every area of your life. Stay balanced and spiritually aware so that you can continue moving forward on this illuminated path. Oh my God, you guys, this is crazy because I have been um, in consumption mode when it comes to law of attraction, manifesting um, stuff. I was reading this book about empaths like I had talked about in one of my episodes and it was kind of saying like what is a good career choice for empaths and um one of the career choices was being like a life coach like a spiritual mindset wellness like life coach and I was telling one of my friends and it turns out this girl we knew was one and I reached out to her and asked her some information so I've been in consumption mode trying to find the right program trying to find the right people connect with the right things of what I want to do I asked her what program she did I looked into it I found other programs and I've just been like I said in conception mode like what like just praying that the angels will lead me to the right people the right path and what program I should do and I just had a phone call with a lady um, not that long ago about this program that she does, which helps, um, you know, heal you first. And then she teaches you like the business side. So she goes through all the stuff and like healing you first and then does into the business, like helps you like jumpstart like your business to find your like soulmate clients, which I just truly love the way she worded it. And she's just very spiritual. And I just was very drawn to her and her energy. So I um, made the leap to like decide that I wanted to, you know, enroll in her academy and stuff. And um, just like had her like, like put me down and, you know, working on like a payment plan with her to like figure out like, you know, how to get, you know, be able to afford to do it and so yeah that's really cool it's just kind of, this is like like seeing this number all the time lately and now reading it is just sort of like confirmation that I'm doing the right things I'm doing the right I'm finding the right people I'm you know trusting my soul and my gut like I talked to this one lady um who was like a had a program and she didn't even know what an empath was I was like how are you a spiritualist and you don't even know what the term empath is I feel like that's the most like I don't know. I feel like that's pretty, it was just, I was very like immediately like guard up, wall up, you know, didn't want to. Yeah. So I just, I feel like that was like my confirmation, you guys, that I'm doing the right thing. I'm on the right path. I'm, I'm excited. Okay. That just made me really excited. I cannot wait now. Um, okay. Five, five, five. Huge changes are rumbling throughout your entire life. To keep these changes on the highest possible course, be sure to keep your thoughts positive and stay centered in prayer and affirmations. <laughs> you guys, this is crazy. I am like beyond shook more than I can even describe to you. Um, I'm just like, feel like this is like my confirmation that everything I've been doing is like on the right path. And I just need to keep in that high vibe, like keeps, you know, so yay. That's, you know, so yeah, this is super cool. And, you know, when I first got this book and I read 111, like it made absolutely no sense. So sometimes you start seeing numbers before they even make sense. Now, when I read 111, like it makes so much sense in my life. So 111 says like this message brings you, this number brings you the urgent message that your thoughts are manifesting instantly. So keep your mindset focused upon your desires and give any fearful thoughts to heaven. <coughs> So when I first read that, I was like, this makes absolutely no sense. This has nothing to do with Abby. But now in my life, 
learning about the law of attraction, learning about manifesting, learning about like, you know, that you can have the life that you want. You just have to have the right mind for it. This all like this makes way more sense. So sometimes it doesn't make sense right away, but it'll eventually make sense. And 111 is a number that I still see now. And that was almost four years ago, like when I first started seeing it. So yeah, like it just like I said, didn't make sense then, but it makes so much sense now. So sometimes that can happen. And you can even like say you, you know, say you see a number all the time, you come to me and I read to you what it means. And you're like, mm, doesn't really like make any sense to my life. You can even just Google it. Like honestly, you can just Google like whatever number you see, angel number meaning. And there's like different articles, different websites. I did that, you know, when I would see a number and I would read this, like read it in the book and I'd be like, mm, this really doesn't make any sense. So I would do more research and find, you know, there's just a bunch of different places, a bunch of different, you know, it's not just one meaning, there's a bunch of meanings and it's just sort of like taking that, like what resonates with you feeling. And that's just learning how to trust your gut. And it's just sort of like, you know, this, like this meaning makes more sense for me than this one or whatever. And yeah, and so um, you can kind of use numbers as your sign. Like I used numbers when I was actually um, in a situation where I was debating between my feelings for two people. I was like, I was in, I was stuck. Like I had one person that I really had feelings for and then I had somebody else that I really had feelings for. And I just was like, okay, angels like give me a sign. And they gave me a sign with numbers that um, kind of showed me, you know, who I should be, you know, who I sh should put my time and energy to, who is, you know, maybe not necessarily that person, but like somebody like person B over person A. And I mean, in the end, I ended up choosing um, my own journey. I ended up choosing self-love first because you can't be um, the best person. You can't be in a best healthy relationship when you're not good yourself. So I, um, you know, chose self-love. I've been like working on my, you know, relationship with myself first before I even start thinking about a relationship with another person. And um, yeah, so in the end we chose self-love. So, but yeah, that you can ask for signs with numbers. Um, you can ask for signs with literally anything. Like there was one time I asked for a sign and I said, okay, if you know, this is it, I wanna see a blue butterfly. And yet you can like say you're choosing between like schools or grad schools or maybe where you even want to live. Like you could be like, okay, if I should live here, I want to see a blue bird. And if I should live here, I should see a purple bird and be open to it. Look for it, you know, and it'll show up in your life. Like it could be instantly, like it could be, you know, it could take weeks. It could take months. It just depends on they will show you the sign when they think you're ready for the answer. That's like what I've learned in my experiences um, with signs and stuff. I can't wait to kind of go into, you know, in Abby's episode, like when, like all the signs I've received from her, all of her little, like in the beginning, it was crazy. I got crazy signs from her all the time. So I'm really excited to like share with you all those cool experiences that I had with her, like right from the beginning. And yes, yeah, so you can literally have like any, you can literally ask for anything. And anytime you're, anytime I'm in a rut, like <laughs> the other day, I, um, it was like right before the winter solstice. So I, um, there was a lot of like energy collectively going on in the earth and I just wasn't, you know, 
doing well. I hadn't been sleeping. Like I think I slept a total of eight hours in like three days. And I woke up for work with this horrible, horrible headache. And I just was like, I don't want to go to work. I've never called in. I've worked there for almost five years. I've never called in and I just don't, I don't want to go to work. And so I literally said to the angels, I was like, if I need a break <laughs> and if I should call in from work and just use like sick time, like I want to see ahead. And if I should go in, I'll do a tail. So I literally just flipped a coin. I was like, doo, 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 like doing some like fancy little tricks that I do landed it it was heads and then I was like okay we're gonna do it one more time I was like I want let's like make a confirmation one more time so I did it again little, little tricks heads again so just something even like simple like that like you can just ask like you know for literally something as silly as like do I need to take a break like should like should I take a sick day from work um you know something literally even like that you can ask for a sign um so it's really cool and like i said it has to be open to it um you know look for it pay attention to it do i believe that all of my experiences with death have made me have like such a strong connection to the spirit world yes i do do i necessarily think you need to have as many experiences of death that i've had no um no i don't think so i think if you have anybody significantly on the other side that's gonna pull you to that you know you know what i'm saying um so yeah i just wanted to kind of and then the next significant death was my grandpa he was like 94 so it was like a different sort of like peaceful sort of death. He had, was suffering from dementia. He kind of like really didn't remember any of us anymore. He was in a lot of pain. He was very sick, um, you know, all of that stuff. And then um, the last significant death that I've had to experience that really impacted me as a person was actually somebody that I didn't know, but it was a music artist who was my idol, <coughs> someone who's a huge inspiration to me. I'm going to say present tense, like he is still, he is one of my favorite artists. Um, it was Mac Miller. That was a really, really traumatic and hard death. That was the first time I really like understood like that you can be affected by losing somebody that you didn't know necessarily. Um, Cause I was a wreck. I didn't leave my bed for like three days. I just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and listened to him. His music on repeat. It was actually really, really depressing, but I was so sad and so confused. And so, yeah, there were a lot of emotions going on there, but you know, his music had saved me in a time in my life. And I'd seen him like a few times. I've seen him in his hometown, like just a really big Mac Miller fan. I even have these like tattoos that he had on his hands. He had a lot of tattoos on his hands, but if he has like a red heart, like it's filled in, I just don't, haven't filled it in. And then yeah, the peace sign. Um, <clears throat> so that was the last death um, significant one. That's just been really hard. I mean, when Peep and Juice passed away, that was really hard because I knew that they were someone, you know, for other people, like they were someone's Mac, you know? So I, understood and I collectively kind of felt everything everyone else is feeling which is 
one of my blessings of being an empath is like being able to feel everything everyone else is feeling. Um, so I like was pretty impacted by it, but nothing like Mac. So I would say like Mac is like the first significant like death of somebody that I didn't know that really, 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 really affected me. <clears throat> um, so yeah, it's just musically, I think Mac is one of my music um, guardian angels. Um, it's really weird. I get a lot of like weird like, I've been trying to pick an intro, outro to this episode, like a cover of something. And um, yeah, I just feel a lot of his presence. And I don't know if it's like from the tattoos that I'm like so musically connected to him or I just like, because I have like a weird connection <clears throat> in general that I just get a lot. It's just weird. And yeah, so, you know, your angels are there for you, like I said. I don't think it makes a difference if you have 10 angels, one angels, two, you know, <clears throat> one angels, one angel. <laughs> I think if you choose that you want to connect with them, I do it through meditation a lot, um, is how I kind of connect with my angels. If I'm, you know, I'm meditating and I'm trying to figure something out, like that's how I wrote my first nine episodes as I was... <clears throat> Um, I was meditating and I was very connected with my angels and just sort of like, you know, asking them for like signs and stuff and like, you know, give me ideas, like put ideas in my mind and stuff like that. And so that's like, they are there in more ways than you can, your human brain could ever like understand. And that's just like a really cool thing that we have access to that a lot of people don't even know that you don't have to be. <clears throat> you don't even have to have any experience before as long as you believe in it and you're open to it You have access to your guardian angels whenever you want, which is really cool um, Do I believe that the more death you experience Makes it easier because that's something I've been asked before. No, absolutely not I think to be honest me personally because I, I literally feel everything um I think it honestly has made it harder. I don't think it's made it any easier. I think that, um, yeah, like I said, it gets harder and harder because then it's just like, for me personally, it's just, oh, there's another one up there. You know, like, it's just kind of sad. I don't think the more deaths make you, and if you do get numb to it, like, I mean, congrats to you, but I don't think I can ever be numb to anything unless it's from a substance. <laughs> like my, I feel everything. It's like, I've learned how to deal with it, but in the beginning, it used to be very overwhelming and that's nice to be able to enjoy drinking, enjoy, you know, like without having to just use it as, you know, a, a barrier to just numb the pain, you know, it's just now I can actually to enjoy and not to just numb the pain, push out whatever I'm like trying not to feel. So it's really cool to kind of grow in that aspect. Um, yeah, so how did I know I was intuitive? Um, I always have like i think it was just from like experiencing death so young have had an interest in ghosts i've always believed in ghosts i used to have really bad night terrors when i was younger um because i have like a photographic memory that um it was very prominent when i was younger so when i would watch scary movies i would like sleep and i would just close my eyes and i would just see it in my mind like so 
vividly and perfectly. And I used to get nightmares all the time. And that's when I started <clears throat> um, having to sleep with a TV on. I could not sleep without a TV in my room. And I still to this day don't fall asleep without a TV on. <laughs> um, I'm still definitely um afraid of the dark uh it's a little bit easier like when i sleep next to other people but i'm still very afraid of the dark and i turns out that's a very common trait from other empaths i'm in this like empath like group on facebook and yeah there's a lot of other empaths that have a fear of the dark so that's really interesting yeah i didn't know that that was stemming from i just thought it was from like my hyperactive memory so yeah I've always had like like I guess like a lot of that is tied to like there could be like when I was talking to one of my friends who was a medium she said that there could be ties like from like negative entities in childhood that would like terrorize me it was like more than just my own you know they fed off my fear from my own mind you know and so that was really scary because I was like oh, oh that's terrifying <laughs> um there's negative entities that can stick to you like generationally. So if like there was like a generational entity like negative that was like on your grandma or your mom, like that can, you know, stick to you, which is really crazy. Um, the first time I ever had like a real experience where <clears throat> I didn't even realize, but then, you know, talking to somebody talking to mediums and stuff made me realize that, that that experience had happened. And I wasn't, it wasn't a normal thing that just like that didn't happen to everybody, you know? We went to this house, my friend went to school in Madison for college and we went to this house party and Madison has a lot of old houses, like older houses and stuff. And we went to this like house party and everybody was up in the attic and there was like this chair that was like it was like you know those like little attic windows like there was this chair that was like in front of this like little attic window and I was like that's really creepy like instantly I felt like sick instantly I was like uncomfortable like nauseous and I just like couldn't stop looking at it and um, my friend was like oh this is the guy who lives here like introduced me to him and I was like nice to meet you. Why is that chair over there? Like I literally like was just like, what's that doing over there? <laughs> and um, he was like, oh yeah, we try to move it all the time and it just always goes back. And I was like, we need to get out of here. I was like, let's go. We're not staying anymore. I was very instantly like, nope, can't be here. Uncomfortable. Like I knew that there was like, I felt it like in my body and I just like that was like confirmation for me like let's go we left so quickly I was like yeah I can't be here anymore <laughs> um so yeah that was the first and I didn't even realize that that was like it could be considered an experience until I was like sitting down with a medium and I really like learned you know more about like my experiences and stuff and um yeah, that's actually like a pretty crazy experience now that I'm really like thinking about it. Like the fact that my body was the one telling me like beforehand. And then, um, so Whitewater is a very haunted town. It's known as Second Salem. I've done a whole semester project about it. If you're ever curious about anything that's happened in this town, ask me. I did like a 40 page project about Whitewater. So I know so much about the history and stuff. It's actually really interesting and cool if you ever want to hear about it. 
um, let me know, message me, and I will give you all the details. <laughs> um, and, oh yeah, so my friend was moving into this house and she had invited me over to see it like before she like, she was either like about to move the stuff in or was like just like looking at the place. I don't really like fully remember or maybe she had just gotten the keys that day or something. And instantly I had like such a weird feeling. I was like, I do not, like even just from the outside, I was like, oh, whoa, you're gonna live here? And then she had this room with like a little crawl space, like a, it was like almost like a mini closet kind of, but I, in, like I walked in there and I was like, oh, I hate that. <laughs> like I was like that, I, I don't like that. Like I don't like it at all. And she like opened it and I just was like instantly just like really just weird, weird feelings. And she, ha I think she, got, yeah, so I think she got her keys and, like, didn't have to move in. Like, her old lease wasn't up yet. You know, she got her keys before, like, like overlapping places. And right around the time she was supposed to move in or maybe already moved in, I had a really, really intense nightmare. Like, a really vivid dream. I still remember it, like, so vividly where like some there was like something that happened and it was like it had a lot to do with that door and i remember i was like i told her i was like i don't even want to tell you this dream at all like i didn't want to tell her i didn't want she didn't want to know she was like please don't tell me she experienced a lot of weird stuff at the house there's a lot of weird a house a lot of weird dreams sleep paralysis um she believed that it was something negative and dark that like was attached to her in that house and my dream that I had was very negative and dark and very like scary. And, you know, I had ended up after she moved out was when I told her like what the dream was. And she had very similar like dream to the one I had while she lived there. And it was just too weird and too many synchronicities. And yeah, so I would say, yeah, like it's, you know, <clears throat> it's a blessing to kind of like be able to get bad vibes from things because then I like, you know, when I go to an apartment or a house or like when I'm looking for new places, it's kind of nice because then I'll be like, nope, instantly no. <laughs> um, yeah. And we had an entity at my last house that I lived in last year um, because they knocked down the house that lived next to us and the entity like jumped into our house because that house like got knocked down. And then they rebuilt it to a new house so I'm wondering if homeboy went back into where his stomping grounds were and like now haunts that house because we had a lot of weird stuff that happened and my cat used to like <clears throat> meow like in this like corner of the hot like a like by the window which is like exactly the window that looked to the old house and it was just like shit would get knocked down all the time and or not all the time but it happened like a few significant times and it was just really weird yeah so Oh my god, I just was like playing with this and I happened to look down and it was one of my one of my numbers. Um that's related to like my twin flame. So that's weird. Um yeah, so really weird. I've had some really weird experiences with like ghosts and stuff. So let's see. Ooh, I'm a 
I'm kind of a lot. This is longer than I wanted it to be. So before we end with part one, if there are any numbers that you see repeatedly all the time and you would like that me to look them up for you, um, help you with your journey with angel numbers, um, like I said, it doesn't even have to be a repeated number. It can be just like a number that's not even repeated. Let me know. Reach out to me. I would love to dig in and help you figure out the meaning, um, even go beyond the book, like do research for you if the one that's in the book doesn't resonate with you. Um, if you want to connect with your guardian angels, like meditations I've used, you know, whatever interests, whatever sparks you from this podcast and you feel the need to reach out to me, just do it. I would love to hear. If you want to hear more about my ghost stories, let me know. If you want to hear more about Whitewater, I'm also down to tell you. So next week we will do part two of Abby's. Um, yeah, I don't know if I will when so her anniversary is on tuesday i've been super emotional uh, about it um so i'm not really sure when next week i will do it it's i feel like it's gonna be very intense and if i, I cry i apologize but if i make you cry i apologize um yeah so next week's abby's um please send me good vibes while i prepare to write it out and do it because i'm very um, scared, <laughs> not scared, but it's just not something I've sat down and talked about. Like, you know, this sense I like, besides like going to mediums and stuff. So this is just really different, you know? So yeah. Um, yeah. Reach out to me on Instagram or if you have my like number or anything and you want to FaceTime me, please do. <clears throat> I would love to hear your experiences also if you have cool ghost stories for me. If, yeah, if you just like, you have cool ghost experiences um, and please reach out. I would love to hear. It. I love anything that has to do with it. Like I said, I obviously spent a whole semester project on Whitewater. So this stuff interests me so much. So yeah, please reach out if you have any cool ghost stories you want to share with me. Um, yeah, thank you for taking the time to um, listen to this week's episode. I'm very nervous and I and you know excited to kind of go more into depth with my experiences with Abby um she's definitely my top guardian angel she is very 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 active in my life and I'm very excited to kind of share that part of it I'm not excited to share like the sad stuff but I'm excited to share that part about it so um I'm sending you so much love and light for the rest of your week I hope you guys have a beautiful beautiful week I love you all so much bye-bye <laughs>